0: I'm thinking back to the first week of February when we were doing the World Outlook Conference. And of course, there's a lot of doom and gloom at that point. We're still waiting on the recession that was supposed to come, but although I can give you way way too many areas in the actual economy that is certainly slowed down and certainly shown those signs. So we're talking really about an official announcement of recession, but the bottom line, it was negative there. But we had uh, the chief strategist for Wellington Altus Wealth. We've got James Thorne here. And man, he was the only guy who got it dead right. He said, look for this correction. But then he said... Look for a huge move in tech. Isn't that exactly what we've experienced here? That's why I'm so pleased to get Jim back on with me here. Jim, as I say, nothing like a good call. <laughs> well, you've what made you, have you people... done for me lately, right? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the worst thing about this business. But no, I mean you've made a lot of money because you were right on it. You didn't wait. You didn't. It wasn't a momentum trade. It was an understanding of what you saw coming. So I want to focus on a few of those things because you you nailed it. We've all heard about artificial intelligence now. We've heard about ChatGPT. You talked about it back then, but tell us the implications and why you thought it was going to be so profound.
1: Uh, you, know, you, you know, Mike, when you go back and look at history, technology hangs around for a long period of time, and then there's an event. And I, and, and, and whatever that event is, there's something that happens that uh, gets society excited about it. It's that butterfly effect. And, you know, sure. And so, so, so AI has been around forever. yeah. And so when chat GPT hit and you could just see people going, oh, this is the moment. This is the moment where we've had decades of research, right? People working on it. And now we just, the, the rate of absorption in society is going to happen at an exponential pace.
0: Right. Yeah, And that's certainly I mean, been the case. I mean, that is the, the adoption just rate's just been shocking.
1: It's just yeah. starting. And, and my, re- my 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 reference point goes back to the 90s, right? With the advent of the internet, people poo-pooing emails, right? Uh, Paul Krugman saying the fax machine is more important than the internet. Oh, yeah. Personal computers. Nobody is going to want to do have a mobile phone. Right. Yeah. So the great thing about you and me, old guys, Mike, we've lived this a couple of times. Yeah. Right. So I was just hackering back on my, on my experience. And then, and then the last thing I think is, is good with the call was, is even before COVID we had a very tight labor market, but it was non-inflationary. Right. Yeah. And you know, we have demographics, we have the millennials growing and the baby boomers uh Um, retiring and typically in periods of time where you have a secular or secular tightness in the labor market you get an acceleration in the adoption of capital for labor so it was ripe we were ripe for an event like this and the last thing I would say to you in October is everybody was planning for the end of the world and the end of the world very rarely happens Well, as
0: you look forward, so it's one thing you you got on the move early, you looked at that move, but now have we gone too far or even on the short term? I mean, you mentioned, of course, yeah, I remember also uh, 2000 and the dot-com bubble. Now, I don't see the same signs though because in the dot-com bubble to bring everyone up to speed, if I had a mining company, I just stuck the dot-com on the end of it. (laughs) Well, I I do remember anybody in the speculative market, in Vancouver, et cetera, and the pink sheets down in the States they just pretended they were internet companies and people didn't really have a clear grasp of the internet at that point. I haven't seen that. I mean, obviously we've seen companies like Nvidia go crazy here, but we haven't seen it spill over into that, to that degree.
1: No, the the difference between now and the nineties is, is today big cap tech has embraced this technology early on. So I, I would expect In a year, the bear market low is October. So typically what's going to happen now is just let's use behavioral finance in the sense that um, you've got managers that are significantly behind their benchmark. Mm -hmm. So fundamentals really don't matter this year. So I would expect the market to go higher into the end of the year. I think really what I'm starting to think about right now is what does 24 look like? And it really comes down to what does the Fed and the Bank of Canada do? Right. If the Fed just stands back and allows inflation to come down, and I've always been of the view that interest rates do not bring inflation down when they're caused by the supply side. The fact I will give you is Japan's inflation is coming down as fast as Canada and the United States. They did not raise rates. Mm-hmm. And raising interest rates constrains supply. They're doing absolutely the wrong thing at the wrong time. If they just stop so not, no damage happens, then demographics say we have a strong secular bull market into the end of the decade. And so how does that how does that play out is the big question.
0: So big companies actually driving and adopting the AI is really a big difference, I guess, uh, compared to – 2000 when it was all the small ones. So that that's got to have you know really a profound difference it'll be the other way when adoption comes.
1: Yes, so we don't the 90s was all about the introduction of the internet and now we are just starting to get different variations of the internet in our lives. So so AI, blockchain, they've been around for a while and so we would think that we're in a period of time of rapid adoption, mm-hmm. good innovation and so we would expect Companies that embrace it will, will, will do great. We think technology is the place to be. And so we think that as long as the central bankers, and that's a big if, don't yeah. fly the plane into the side of the mountain. Don't create a severe recession. Then we are going to have a really nice secular bull market into the end of the decade.
0: I am worried, though, and I'm seeing a lot of recessionary numbers uh, coming out. They say Jerome Powell again this week said, know, yeah, we're going to bump them up another couple of times. Sounds about right, I think were his words and some of the other governors. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it remains to be seen if uh, they, I mean, they didn't have this. Let's face it. They got inflation wrong. October two they're saying we've got to get prices up, literally, you know, then we get to it's just transitory, no big deal. And then we get to holy smokes. And I think they're surprised at this point that it hasn't come down.
1: Yes, but let's go back to the basic question that when we first met is there is too much debt globally to be able to absorb high interest rates. So the banking crisis in the United States has not been solved. No. Okay. So they need to, I'm going to be a little bit esoteric, Uninvert the yield curve and get the yield curve steep. They've got to start cutting rates by March of next year. Okay, that's basic math. I I go from the view is that they are, uh, and and this might be controversial, but I think Tiff Macklin and Jerome Powell are very cerebral. They're smart people, and I think that they are dealing with a very difficult situation in the sense that they're unwilling, like Paul Volcker in the nineteen eighties, to go after the governments and say that deficit spending is inflationary. They are unwilling to go on the record and say it. But basically what they've got is we're dealing with, we're dealing with the MM MMTers that are in control of the purse strings in Ottawa and in Washington. And so they're between a rock and a hard place. So we would expect though, given the debt ceiling that was uh, agreement that was signed that, you know, an inflation coming down that they, they will not have to raise rates. And I would suggest to you that the inflation that we're going to start to see, is going to be dramatically to the downside. And so, Mike, the proof in the pudding is going to be in the next couple of months on how Mr. Powell reacts to a rapid decline in inflation. And I think he and the Fed knows what they're doing. I think it's very frustrating. Same with the Bank of Canada. I think it's very frustrating because the data is, they they know they're the preponderance of the data. Suggests that there is a rapid decline in inflation. Okay. And they're trying to make, you know, type, walk that tightrope yep. and deal with with inflationary pressures that are coming from Ottawa and Washington, D.C. So they're doing the best they can. I could easily sit here for, for hours and just complain about them. I've been very hard on them. But let, let me just be frank about Jerome Powell is, you know, he did what he needed to do to to make sure that the banking crisis did not spread in the United States. But he hasn't solved it. So it's really simple. We've got 140% debt to GDP in the United States public. We've got almost 190% personal debt to disposable income in Canada, highest in G7, if not the OECD. We cannot survive on high interest rates. So they can say what they want. The math just doesn't play out.
0: And an important point that you made is that, you know, the time is clicking for them because we have this overwhelming debt issue. It's going to get worse. I look at the commercial uh, office buildings and the degree to which they had loans coming due and now we're in sort of uh, some level of default. You know, I mean, that's a a story that's got a long way to run. They really can't afford to have these rates up for much longer. And as you say, you're looking for some change at least by the first quarter of next year. They, They literally can't afford it.
1: Right. The loans that they are giving the banks to, to basically allow them to survive and not sell those bonds that are partial, a part of their tier one capital that's trading way underwater because they mm-hmm. bought those bonds in 2021 when interest rates at zero. Those loans come due in March. Yeah. So... I don't know. I mean, everybody's sitting here saying higher for longer. These guys two years ago said that interest rates were going to be low forever. Why should we? And and, and what Mr. Powell said in Washington this week was we're committed to the 2 percent level and inflation is above 2 percent, according to the Bank. uh, Sorry, to Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's what he should say.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, of course. But that's
1: not Uber bearish, but the yeah. media, the media sits there and goes, you know. So, so I, I am sub, uh, what I'm hoping for. And I think this is true: is that as long as the data comes in the way that I think it's going to come in, right? If you use real time, so let me just get. Carmax came out and reported today. All right, seven percent decline in used car prices. Right? Yeah. That's not what stats can says and that's not what the bank or sorry uh, the bureau of labor statistics if you look at real time data and you price in also real time real estate data inflation is 2.4%. Yeah. And well, that will come through. Now, how they react to that number over the next coming months will be very telling,
0: very telling. I want to come back to the AI revolution, because anytime you've had this huge boost, I mean, as a positive now, because, you know, you've got the government stuff on one side, but then you've got, you know, this prospect of dramatically increased productivity, you know, and efficiency and all of these things that would be an extreme positive, as you say, They can derail it short term, but longer term, you know, they have no reason to derail it. I mean, they need economic growth for the very reasons we're suggesting. I mean, their own debt problems don't get sustained with low growth. I mean, they get helped with higher growth. So uh, that's back to the AI. That that seems to be the best uh, sort of the rose in this garden at this point.
1: Yes. Back in 2000. I mean, how many times in my career have I heard about labor shortages and that we aren't going to adjust? I've heard this. this is Michael, you and I have this is our fourth time taking grade 10 Canadian history. Okay, can we get this one right? I'm teasing you, but it's like I've heard this. So for old guys like me, I've heard this so many times. And the first time I heard it, I believed it. Right. So So we're going to adjust. We're going to innovate people who think that they're lazy and people that are not productive. We have negative productivity. That's a couple of things. people. So what does that do? That substitutes, that accelerates capital for labor. And it's also suggesting that government spending is inflationary. I mean, yep. These are just basic tenets that will and need to get solved. Raising rates doesn't do anything for this. And so what I would suggest is that we're going to see a dramatic decline in inflation coming through the summer. And then the key for me will be Jackson Hole. And what I'm expecting Chair Powell to say then is that we are sufficiently restrictive. Okay. now think about this, right? If the two year it's about real rates, if if the overnight rate in the United States, the Fed fund rate is five percent and I'm talking to you about real inflation, real time inflation is at two and a half percent. That means that overnight real rates, right? You take into consideration yep. inflation, 2.5%. That is the tightest that we've seen in decades. Falling inflation tightens credit standards, and they know that. Yeah, They're just biding time. Now, let's be fair, Mike. If inflation comes down, and they still keep doing the same song and dance that they don't see it coming down, then all bets are off. Okay. All bets are off.
0: Uh, And you'll forgive me for not having total faith in them, (laughs) given their track (laughs) record. Uh, when you look at the markets right now, though, and if you looked at something like the AI move, NVIDIA and, and you know, the, the, the well publicized dominance of around eight or nine stocks moving the market, but now we're getting some follow through or we've had, had some follow through, um, if, what are your advice to the investors? I mean, again, if they're traders, like, and this is why I always make that distinction, are you long-term or are you short-term? Short-term, you've got to allow for changes in the market. And short, uh, But if I was a longer-term investor, what kind of things am I looking at?
1: I think, okay, so first I would say is uh, be very careful of what you hear on TV. That's the first thing, right? <laughs> the The cu- cumulative advanced decline line for the S&P 500 is making a new, new high. Yeah. So it's just not five stocks or ten stocks. Right. Okay, great. That's first. Two is look at secular. If I was worried about a recession, then homes home building stocks in the United States would be getting hammered. They're at all-time highs. Semiconductors are at all high, times high. Are there areas that are very challenged? Of course there is. So what what I am suggesting is that you need to sit back and look at the structural secular themes that are going to be going forward and position your portfolios accordingly. So this is not going, you know, and the economy adjusts, right? Right. So what, 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 what do I say by that? Millennials are going to be buying homes, right? So you've got millennials are in the home ownership phase of their life, just like the boomers were in the nineties. And we've got mass migration in the United States away from democratic States to Republican run States. Yep. So, If you look at the economy in, let's say, Texas or Arizona or the South, it's completely different than what's going on in New York and California. Flyover country is fine, okay? And so what I would suggest you do is think about a couple of things. Excessive levels of debt, slow growth, one. Technology is deflationary, two. They have to get rates down three. So you're in a slow growth environment with declining inflation and declining interest rates. Build your portfolio accordingly. And that's sort of the long-term view. Yes. So you sit there and say, you know, is it is NVIDIA, I'll just pick NVIDIA, is it over? No, NVIDIA is going to be the go-to stock like Cisco was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or and Microsoft's gonna be great. Are there are there going to be trades? Are they going to come back and correct? Are they going to be overbought? Sure. But I I I'm not a good trader. Right? So for thematically, I sit there and go, it's going to be very interesting. Now, what we haven't touched on, which I think is very interesting, is the fact that BlackRock and Wall Street are starting to embrace crypto and blockchain. And if they do, that will be a massive profit center for them. And if they do, that will mean that their earnings will grow and they will evolve. And so I am looking at the banks right now, aside from not right now, but thinking, you know, when BlackRock and Fidelity and Deutsche Bank, when Wall Street starts to embrace crypto and blockchain, that is a way for them to think about a renaissance and a rebirth. And if you start getting financials participating, then this is gonna be a very strong bull run into the end of the decade.
0: Uh, Fascinating, and you've done a beautiful setup for Joey Trampilli, who's gonna be with me talking, Canadian Bitcoiner, but talking about the latest SEC on Coinbase, SEC on crypto, but also Larry Fink. All of a sudden, calling it a fraud and now saying, let's do an ETF, (laughs) you know, with BlackRock, uh, your point is just uh, beautifully made and and incredibly important. Jim, I always appreciate getting a chance to chat with you. Uh, You're giving me about 73 things to think of right now, all valuable. And as I say, pat in the back for getting this environment right. Uh, Great stuff. Many thanks.
1: Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a great weekend.